Before I start the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, yes, I know I was wrong about Bray Wyatt returning, right? At a How on a Sound Monday Night Raw. <clears throat> Whatever. Okay. The one thing, the one thing I will say, as you all laugh at my coattails, off, you know, it's it's not funny. It's it's real. It's real problems. Like we miss Bray. Absolutely. With no doubt in my mind, before I start start this podcast, I I just I just whether it's WWE or AEW, because to me those are his two options. I don't think he he's thinking about anywhere else. It's it's WWE or AEW. You know he was doing a movie. You know so. Give the man some time. Um, I think, in my personal opinion, he returns sooner than expected. Um, I don't think the man's going to be off another year. I do think he returns. I think he's waiting for the right moment. When nobody ever expects it, it, the man returns. He does. For me, if it's WWE, it's Money in the Bank or SummerSlam. If it's... AEW, I it has to be all out. Yeah, those those would be my choices. So yeah, yeah. I mean, unless he returns at the Rumble, you could you could have him return at the Rumble. But I th- I think the next two WWE pay per views would be the best spot for him. So yes, I acknowledge that I'm wrong, but I'm not gonna be lo- I'm not gonna be wrong very longer, very much longer. You'll see. <laughs> Enjoy the show, guys. Ooh. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mark Cologne Wrestling Podcast. Yes, that is right, ladies and gentlemen. It is your boy, the Mark Cologne. I am here talking about all things sports entertainment and pro wrestling. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm I'm here. Uh, this was a busy week. This was a very, very busy week. Um, doing this on a Sunday night. It will obviously be posted Monday morning, probably like around 3 or 4 in the morning. Once I finally lay in bed. Like, my thing is, like, once it hits a certain time, like, I'm used to... <laughs> Here's the thing, like, when I'm watching sports, when I watch wrestling, I sit in, I sit in my chair. And I, I watch it up close and personal. Um, so, when, when um, I'm... And then I, like, I'll go to... After the event's over, I'll play video games or whatever, or me and my watch will wait for show, but I'll still stay in the chair. But here's the problem. I usually go to sleep 4, 5, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning. No bullshit. <laughs> no bullshit, people. Um, so, um... So when, sorry, I was responding to somebody. So like when when I lay down to bed, it's around that time, and that's why I, 
I post certain things and stuff like that. So that <laughs> it's fucking it's it's great. It's 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 great. Oh my god, I um I was actually last night uh I was working on some things. You know, I'm contacting people like, hey, you wanna do you get on the podcast, you know, um and uh And I, I got that going. I got that going. So, um, I mean, me and my wife, we plan on taking um, MJ to the zoo. We plan on taking him to the zoo. Um, we're taking, we're going to take him to the zoo uh, Saturday. This Saturday, we're going to take him to the zoo. It's going to be real fun. So, um... So that's what we uh what we got going on as far like family wise, right? Um So that's what I got going on there. Um you know, when it comes to like I said family uh it's, it's could be a struggle though. Um today I woke up very depressed. Now I um I I get I get these moments of depression um I get them from my mom My mom suffers from bipolar disorder So you know it was always diagnosed to my brother and my sister that they have bipolar disorder, supposedly. My family history is fucking weird. That's why you always hear me when I talk about my family. I say supposedly, so-called or whatever. Um, supposedly, um, they never detected it on me. Um, even though I went to like a therapist like maybe like three years ago. And she was like, yeah, you're definitely, you definitely have bipolar disorder and stuff like that. Um... So, like, this depression, like, I don't like going out at all. Like, that's one thing I don't like. Like, no fucking lie. I'm not lying to you guys at all. I, I, I just, I, I don't like going out. It's, it's something. It's something that's, it's just, it's just in me. Right? Um. So, so when I, I, I'm doing certain things, I'm just like, when, the, when I'm doing certain things, it's just like, and I'm having this depression, I'm just like, I, I, any little thing will fucking trigger me to like, just fucking flip the fuck out, right? Um, and that's, that's. It's, I don't know if it runs in my family. Like, I'm, I don't have really a close relationship with my family. Um, but yeah, like today. Today's just one of those days, people. Like, no sport. Like, there was only baseball. But I slept through it because I went to sleep, like, at 10 in the morning. Um, and 
when I woke up, found out the Yankees won 18-4. But, you know, no wrestling, no nothing. Um, so, it's, it, you know, um, it's crazy. It's It's crazy. Like, the... You know, and then my wife's at work, and she's like, you seem off, and, you know, and I, I let her know what was going on, but this is like, pe what, mental health is real, people, like, this is certain things we deal with, you know, if you're dealing with it, you're, you're not alone, you're not alone, um, so, um, but uh one of the one of the things um one of the things for me when I when I sit, right, when I'm sitting down and I'm looking at things is that this is episode three hundred and one of this of this the Mark Cologne podcast, ladies and gentlemen. That is huge, that is fucking good. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. 301. Number 300 released uh, a few days ago. A few days ago it released. I can I can tell you what day. I believe it was Friday. Two days ago, yes. Yes, Friday. So, um, Friday, but like I said, like I recorded it Friday night. And then I released it. I recorded it like at six or seven PM and then I released it like at three, four, five in the morning. I tell you this is this is just this weird shit I do, people. Um So So when I I was, you know, um Um, but yeah, like, uh, it was, today, today was, um, today was very, very, very good. Um, besides the depression, um, Mr. Ruda, I was, uh, two, three years ago, I was talking to him to get him on the podcast. Things did not work out. Like, what I, no, like, you guys are probably like, ah, that's pretty funny. It's not even a joke. Like, um, I was supposed to get him on, but then something came up, so he's, oh, I'll give you a, another wrestler to interview, he went, like, he, he helped me, he helped me, um, and then, um, I had totally forgot about the whole situation, and I hit him up yesterday, I was like, hey, man, I don't know if you remember me, like, two, three years ago, I was trying to get to him on a podcast, would you like to come on, and he was like, yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a manager, so, um, he's a manager for, for pro wrestling, and, uh, he was like, yeah, so, uh, I'm gonna be releasing that today as well, not the interview, but a graphic of Mr. Ruda, right, coming on the podcast this upcoming week, yes, so that's gonna be very, very huge, um, I feel like everybody deserves that love, man, everybody deserves that love, um, but it was a busy week of pro wrestling. It, oh, my goodness. Like, I'm looking... Ladies and gentlemen, I'm looking at my notes. And it, it's ridiculous. 
it's ridiculous everything I have written down. Um, so when 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 everything you know started to happen and we're you know getting to those points um it was just, it was just beautiful it was beautiful i know i like i complain i'm i'm saying you know i've written a lot um but at the end of the day it was really really good it was really it was a a, a fucking great week of professional wrestling um it was just fucking great um you had NXT in your house you had the hell hell in a cell um NXT in your house i thought was pretty good it was okay i'm not going to say pretty good i'm not going to say great I'm going to say it was average. That's what I would say about NXT in your house. Yes, they had their moments, but I still see the same old NXT. Like, here's the thing. You know the difference between a Raw, SmackDown, and their pay-per-views. <clears throat> you don't know the difference <laughs> between NXT and NXT 2.0 and their pay-per-views. It, it feels in... It feels and looks exactly the fucking same. So, uh, I did watch, though. I did watch. I love the mind games between Santos and D'Angelo. Not keeping their eyes off of each other to start off um, NXT uh, in your house. I thought that was very good. I thought, like, the chemistry there, you know, you're telling a story about these two guys, which the loser has to join the other one's family, which was very good. I thought, I thought that the storytelling was very, very good. Um, D'Angelo and Stax and Dimes defeated Le Havo de Fantasma. It was a great opening match. Um, thought it, I thought it was very good. Um, um, I thought the booking was very good. I, w I was, um, for a minute there, I was surprised to see D'Angelo and his guys pick up the victory, you know, I'm going into this match and I'm, I'm just saying to myself, uh, you know, it, w it wouldn't surprise me one bit if Lejado or the Fantasma would have won just because of the way WWE tends to book things every now and then. That's one of the flaws, you know, uh, WWE sometimes was just over fucking book. And in this business, that's something that you can't do. You can't just fucking overbook constantly on a daily fucking basis. You know, if... You know, it's like it's like Roman, right? Um, he hasn't been on TV much. Which I am totally fine with. I'm perfectly fine with Roman Reigns on TV does not bother me. But the thing that kind of does is when you're not showing up for pay-per-views, if you're not going to show up for SmackDown, if you're not going to show up for Raw, 
that's fine. But when you start not showing up for pay-per-views to defend that championship, that's where I have a problem with you. And that's where I start thinking to myself, man, uh, I don't even know why the man has two belts. And it, it's, it's, it's a fact. It's a fact. Um, you know, we've seen brass knucks uh, were involved, crowbars. Um, and then you're telling a story with, after the victory, um, you're telling a story after uh, the victory, the, like, the reactions, the reactions from everybody, the people in the crowd, the announced, uh, the commentators, the, uh, the uh the wrestlers right the ones that lost that that you're telling you're telling a fucking story and i always say i said it last week if you're gonna tell me a story tell me a story that's gonna grab me by the throat i don't want I, you know i it's i don't want no story that's gonna just make make my dick move a little bit no 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 no, no. if you're gonna make that motherfucking move you better get it rock hard and that's a fact um, that was, I don't know why I use that analogy. Sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry. Um, sorry, kids. Uh, Hayes defeated Grimes to become the North American champion. Um, this was the best match of the night, hands down. Hands down. Hayes is a star. I, I you know, I'm surprised Carmelo Hayes isn't in, um, the main roster yet. Right, having a match with Austin Theory for that United States Championship, but they give him back the North American Championship. I would assume that they don't think um, Solo Sokoa is ready yet for the North American title. Um, you know, he, he either doesn't get the opportunity or he loses a championship match. I don't know how much more of Solo Sokoa's character we can take of that, where he continues to lose. And continues and continues and continues. It, it ain't right. It ain't right. It, it damages a character. It damages a character. We seen what it did. You know, with Duke Hudson and Dexter Loomis. You know that that awful god um, segment of theirs. Um, it was fucking terrible. It was terrible, people. I just I I don't get it. I don't get where where you're going with this. Um, the Cree brothers defeated Pretty Dudley to become the new tag team champions. Great fucking match. Great fucking match. It was very, very good. Um, shooting Star Press. I thought that was very good as well. Um, su surprised the hell out of me and everybody else. <laughs> um, and then you had a classic Eddie move from Joe Gacy in the main event when um, he was going up against uh, Braun, Braun Breaker. And Braun Breaker defeated Joe Gacy to retain the NXT championship, ladies and gentlemen. So I was NXT in your house. Like I said, it wasn't like, it's not an AEW card. I can't even say WWE card anymore. Because WWE, they don't even stack their cards like how they used to. Unless it's WrestleMania. But um, yeah, it's not, not even WWE worthy. Just like a, a two-hour show, really. Which it is, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I thought I thought I thought it was good, and I thought it was very 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 good. I thought it was, um. All right, um, got some other things to talk about as we move forward 
to the hell in a cell, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Um, so we uh they opened up hell in a cell with Bianca Belair versus Oscar versus Becky Lynch, and I thought that was a great way to open up uh hell in a cell because it was a very good match. I thought this would be a match that I, if if I'm WWE, I would be putting this match in a hell in a cell. Like, you don't have to have just one hell in a cell. I, when the fuck has WWE ever done that? They, they've given us two, three, four hell in a cell matches in one night. And if it was up to me, if my pay-per-view is called hell in a cell, and I have a certain cage built, and it's called hell in a cell, guess what I'm fucking doing? Every single match that is going to be taking place that night, We'll be in Hell in a Cell. That's what I would do. But anyways, this match was very good. You know, Bianca Belair took uh took advantage of the situation when Becky Lynch took out Asuka. And then uh, Belair uh, threw Lynch out the ring and then covered Asuka for the 1-2-3 to retain her Raw Women's Championship. So very, very good for Bianca Belair. I thought that was very good. It basically shows you, no matter if it's a fatal four-way, a triple threat, a one-on-one, a handicap, a Royal Rumble, it does not matter. Bianca Belair will will do whatever it takes to keep the Raw Women's Championship. And I think it was shown at Hell in a Cell to open up Hell in a Cell, which was very good at Hell in a Cell. See what I did there, people? All right, you had Lashley defeat MVP and Omos with help from Cedric Alexander. Um... Uh, I could have went without this. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Like, if if I if I was like really like, I could have really went without this. It wasn't that. Uh, it was. It didn't. Didn't really grab me. Right. It didn't grab my attention. Right. Um. But lastly, did defeat MVP and almost. So. uh Owens defeated Ezekiel. This one was a surprise to me. Because, like, you're like, all right, Lashley is a two-on-one. You know, usually the person that's by himself will win this match. Um, But this one very... It surprised me a lot. For Kevin Owens to defeat Ezekiel, I was just like, did he really just fucking beat Ezekiel? And it was a good fucking match. Like... Do I have my complaints about how in the cell? Absolutely. Sometimes they don't know who the heel is. Sometimes they don't know who the face is. Whatever. But yes, I, I, I. There are some complaints about how in the cell. Yes, there is. Um, like Cody, Cody shouldn't be wrestling. I know they had. Anyways, let me let me finish the re- review. So, I I was just very surprised. I thought that was the bad move. Putting Kevin Owens to beat Ezekiel. It's like Lashley. Like it takes away from Lashley's victory. Like I understand why it happened. What Cedric did. You know, Cedric was like, yeah. You know, he was trying to align him, align himself with MVP and Omos, and uh. MVP and Omos weren't having it. 
So, you know, he helps out Lashley. And I get it, but I just feel like there are certain things that the 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 spot is perfect for. This wasn't one of them. You're trying to build back up Bobby Lashley, right, as that guy. You know, eventually he's going to go after those championships again, right? So, uh, you, you, you have to, you, you, you know... You got to build them up the right way. And I thought him lose, winning with a little bit of hope kind of took away from that. Um, Judgment Day defeated Styles, Balor, and Morgan. Yes. Um, Rhea Ripley got in uh, Finn Balor's way at the end. Here's the thing. Like, I understand, you know, WWE's PG and all this. Um, but at some point, a man has to hit a woman on national television or pay-per-view when it comes to WWE, AEW, whatever the case is. We see it in fucking Impact all the damn time. I, I you know, like, when Rhea, when Rhea is just standing in front of Finn, stop stopping him from hitting the coup de grace to, on edge to win. It's like, it told a story... Because you seen you and you seen the story they told on Monday Night Raw, but it also told the story of like you're not gonna do it. This isn't what you're gonna do. You are not man of man enough, Finn. Like really, like you don't think Finn could have just. Jumped high and went over her and landed on Edge's stomach. But then this is this is the perfect spot here, because if Finn were to do that, if I'm Rhea, I am picking Finn Balor up out of the sky and I am destroying him. But you know, I, I'm not I'm not in charge of booking, so you know I don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Madcap Moss did defeat Happy Corbin. I was happy with that, you know, no pun intended. <laughs> um, you know, seeing it, you know, Madcap with the new uh gear and all that, even though I hope they just take the Madcap out of his name. I was very happy for Moss to win. Um, Theory defeated Ali to retain the United States title. It was a very good match, very, very good. The Chicago, Chicago was behind Ali, right? Um, which that was a story being told there. And um, and then you have uh, Theory, right? Theory's the, the heel. He's the heel champion. He's the heel that's, uh, you know, not supposed to win, but wins that either way, you know. So uh, it was it was good. It was good. It was, it was great to um, get heel on the man. Heat. Sorry, I said heel. Um, Rose defeated Rollins in the Hell in a Cell with a torn freaking peck. Yes, it looked ugly, people. I would not have done it. Not because, God forbid, I don't love the fucking fans, right? <laughs> you know? You know, he, he don't want to do it because he don't love the fucking fans. Oh, yeah. Okay, people. Uh, I would, I would think it would be more of a, you know, you can really fuck yourself up. 
<laughs> like, no, uh, on a serious note, people, it's like, you can really fuck yourself up. You can fuck over your career. You know, you, you're you telling me you couldn't have substituted something else or somebody else for, for Cody? Like, I give him credit because he fucking did it, obviously. But it's just like, when when is enough enough? Like, let's be real. When is enough enough? When can you say you can sit down with him or sit down with somebody else and just say, dude, you got you got to you got to fucking stop. This ain't it, man. This ain't it. You got to fucking stop. But nope, we're just going to fucking a lot of when Torn Peck go out there, you know, take tables, uh, cage, you know, slams and uh, a, whole, a whole bunch of shit. Sledgehammer shits, you know. Uh, I uh, I don't know. All right. Now we move on to Monday Night Raw, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Cody gets surgery on Wednesday. Says, who knows? He could return for money in the bank. Seth Rollins comes out, shakes uh, Cody's hand, saying he doesn't like him, but Cody... He doesn't like Cody, but for sure does respect him. Then Cody goes up the ramp, waves to the fans, and then Rollins attacks. <clears throat> attacks Rose with a sledgehammer. I think this was the perfect way to to write Cody off. Even though you know he was injured, right? He was going to be out for a while. They said he was going to be out for nine months. On SmackDown last night. Sorry, not last night. Friday night. Friday night. Blah. So, when when you have this going, when you have this going on with Cody, and you're like, okay, we got this with you now, right? Uh, we're we're gonna put nine months, but you're gonna come back in six, right? Let's suppose. Um, cause I believe Cody's going to return at the rumble. What I believe is, and here's my, here's my belief. Seth either wins the money in the bank or wins the WWE championship, maybe at the rumble, right? So let's say Roman holds the WWE world heavyweight championship, the raw, the raw main, main title. Until the Royal Rumble. Or any other pay-per-view. But I would say the Royal Rumble. And then he loses to Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins wins that title. Right? He wins it. It won't be the main event. The main event will always be the 30-man Royal Rumble. Or whatever's, whatever's, you know, if there's a big surprise or something, right? And then, after, earlier in the night... Rollins wins. Cody's surprise, surprise return, right? He comes back. He eliminates everybody. He wins the Rumble. And then you have a confrontation with Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes to end the Royal Rumble. Right? So you already got your WrestleMania matches right there. Seth Rollins versus... 
Cody Rhodes for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And then you got Roman versus The Rock. So one's going to be night one, the other one's going to be night two. You know Roman and The Rock's going to be night two. No doubt about it. I mean, like, it's it's obvious. Um, so I, that that's how I would book things. That's how I would book things. Um, Dana Brooke defeated Lynch to retain the 24-7 title with help from Asuka. Um, and then Brooke, uh, Brooke did defeat Tozawa, though, to win the 24-7 championship before. And then Lynch, you know, she threatens uh, everybody. Of the 24-7 people to stay away or they will get their faces caved in. Um, good stuff from Becky. I mean, like, as soon as she said me and Dana for the for the title for 24-7 championship, for, you know, there was a moment there where I was like, Becky Lynch is going to win this son of a gun, isn't she? And then she's going to, like, throw it away. Like, <laughs> I'm not lying to you guys at all. I swear to God, that's exactly what I was thinking. But it did not go like that. It did not go like that. Uh, you had um, you had uh, Ashka come out, help Dana Brooke, right? It was great. It was great. Um, so um, and then uh, they 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 put a video package out there for John Cena, ladies and gentlemen. John Cena will be returning June 27 to Monday Night Raw to celebrate 20 years. It's been 20 years since John Cena's been doing this goddamn thing. Wow. Unbelievable. Cannot wait. That's in a few weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, in a few weeks. Um, Miss TV with Riddle was fucking great. Um, you know, uh, Riddle, Riddle interrupts Miz and Maurice, um, which was, it was great to see Maurice again, yes, um, but, uh, Riddle starts off, Randy, I hope you come back soon, I'm like my stepdad, <laughs> then he, oh, that was great, then he challenges Roman for the title, um, Riddle says Miz has tiny balls, people, his words, his words. And Maurice drags him around. Right? Um, Cena, Cena is doing Peacemaker as Miz is doing Homemaker. Wow. Then uh, Ciampa attacks Riddle after Miz rejected a match with Riddle. Then Miz accepts the match. Um, It was real. Like, I don't get why Ciampa's just, like, attacking anyone. Like, it's just... It just seems weird, man. It it seems off. It's like, um, can you explain what's going on here? <laughs> like, really? Like, what do you, dude? What are you doing? You just can't attack people. Like, that's not okay. Anyways, um, you had uh, Riddle defeat the Miz and. Miz gets his pants ripped off, which is hilarious. Marie saying, my husband has average-sized balls, and then bigger balls. <laughs> like, it was it was a great segment. Uh, great. Just great. 
Um, it looks like we're gonna be going. We're gonna. We are going to get Theory versus Lashley. Maybe at Money in the Bank, right? Um, it just depends. But it depends who every everybody is gonna be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, I think once they have that set, you know, they can set everything else. Um. So. Veer uh defeated Dominic via DQ. Ray attacked Veer. You know, he just he, he got tired of it. I I think it might I feel like it, he either got tired of of it or the match went on too long or it went on longer than it had to. And maybe the ref signaled something to Ray and you know. Come on, we gotta finish this up, guys. Right. Um Balor joins Judgment Day. Then they turn on Edge. This was the moment for me where I was like, "Are we watching Raw? <laughs> like, are we, are we, are we watching Monday Night Raw? Like, did, did I just, did I just see this? Right? Um, and it it was just great. It was it was good. It was very very good. Um. Obviously, um, a lot of people are speculating. I think for me, I think the biggest thing for me is that, um, you know, with Edge, with Edge, you know, not Edge, with Cody being injured now, you know, Randy's not here, Roman's uh, part-time, you know, Sasha Banks, Naomi might not be returning, right? Um, I think the biggest thing that happened was that they looked at this and they said, all right, We'll have Balor turn turn heel, because Balor is fucking great as a heel, and everybody loves Edge as a babyface. Let's be real. If you had to pick Edge or Finn as a babyface, Edge is more over. I Eventually, we would have gotten to them turning on Edge, but it wasn't going to be as quickly as we got it. That's the one thing I will say. That's the one thing I will say. Um, But I thought it was great. I think it's great. I think Finn as the leader, or if they're all leaders, I don't know now. But uh, Finn as the leader of that group looks ten times better than Edge. Um, Omos defeated Cedric Alexander. The Dirty Dogs are back. They super kicked uh, <laughs> MVP. Uh, Ezekiel defeated Otis. Ezekiel versus Owens next week. Is he Elias or not? That's my big question. Is Ezekiel Elias or not? I it just it confuses it confuses me, people. It confuses me. I I, I still don't understand what's going on. Uh Ripley, she wins the fatal four way to become the new number one contender to be uh, Bianca Belair's Raw Women's Championship. That's gonna be a barn burner. That's gonna be a great fucking match. That is I thought Raw was very good. I thought Raw actually won one of the top shows of the week. I thought it was very, very good. They they impressed me a lot. They impressed me a lot. All right, now, now it's time to move on to AEW Dynamite. AEW Dynamite, ladies and gentlemen. So we move on to AEW Dynamite, right? Um, which I thought uh, was very, very, very good. Um... I enjoyed almost everything about AEW Dynamite this week. Um, there was a few things that you you know you could say mm, that's 
that could bother me, if you want to say. That's fine. That's fine. You know, people um, people have their own opinion opinions on certain things. Me, on the other hand, um, I'm not so hard to please. So, um, AEW Dynamite, obviously. Um, like I said, thought it was very good. They opened up with the Battle Royale. <sighs> There's one thing I love in, in wrestling is the Battle Royales. Whether you want to call it call it the Battle Royale, the Battle Royal, that's up to you. But... Thing of beauty is is you know you got that Royal Rumble feel where you got all these, all these people. Just throwing throwing fists, going at each other, to see who becomes the new number one contender, who becomes a new champion, right? Who, or just a, a simple victory, right? That can lead them to the promised land. It's uh, it's definitely breathtaking. Um. Well, O'Reilly won that match. Um, Andrade was the Joker, right? And I didn't think the Joker was going to be some... Like, I'm not thinking, like, Cesaro's going to come out as the Joker, as other people were hinting at. Um, I thought, you know, it, it would either be a new superstar, but not somebody as big, or it's going to be somebody that's... That we haven't seen on television in a very, very long time. Um, and it was um, Andrade. He he got married. I know we've seen him in a video package at Double or Nothing. But that wasn't like... He didn't wrestle. He hasn't wrestled since AEW in, AEW in Pittsburgh. When him and uh, Darby had the coffin match. Which I've seen... Live in person, so trust me. I remember the last time I seen this man on television. <laughs> um, but no, it. Uh, I was happy to see Andrade, but you know, as as the match kept going, because you know, as the the beautiful thing about these battle royals, these battle royales, royal rumbles, whatever you want to call them, when you, when you get into it, and you're you're watching the these men or women fight, one of the first things you say, or you're thinking in your head, alright, this person's going to be out here, this person could be out here, you start thinking, well, my pick as of right now is going to be this person, and that's how I felt about Andrade, like five minutes into the Battle Royale match, once Andrade uh, made his way down, uh, I, I thought Andrade would win it. I thought he would. Um, but he didn't. And it disappointed me. But in the same sense, um, I understand. Right? Um, I understand why. Moxley has more connection to New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? Whatever. You know, whatever. I don't agree with it. But, uh, as long as it's good fucking wrestling, I, I could care less, people. I could care less. But like I said, O'Reilly won, did win. 
Um, a lot of great things happened in that match, believe it or not. Storylines. Swerve eliminates Lee Keith Lee. Yuta almost wins. Now, before we move on, a couple other things I wanted to talk about, and the, the, this were this were uh, those things. Yuta almost winning the story that was being told when when Wheeler Yuta was on the verge of facing John Moxley in the main event of AEW Dynamite. I thought it was good, very good. The story. Only if Wheeler Yuta beat John Moxley, though. That's one. Number two. I'm happy Wheeler Yuta did not win the Battle Royal. Because we've seen that match. We didn't. We have never seen O'Reilly versus Moxley, right? So, you know. Or we, I mean, if you would have gave us Andrade versus Moxley, that would have been very good. But like I said, most of the fans would have been like, oh, Andrade's going to win. O'Reilly going into this match, everybody knows O'Reilly ain't winning. And not because he's not talented. No, 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 no. This man is getting pushed in AEW more than Adam Cole. Okay? Um, but I think... When they uh, when they first um, had done all this, I think I think Tony realized he messed up, which we'll get into as well a little later. In the show. <laughs> um, Keith Lee and uh, Swerve Scott looks like they're going to be going into a program. One-on-one. The tag team is broken up, right? <sighs> I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed, people. I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I am very, very, very disappointed. And here's, here's my reasons. I loved the team... Of Swerve Scott and Keith Lee. Swerve Scott is obviously the heel. Um, the reason why you could have had the momentum keep on going. The teams loved them. The only way I can relate to this is if one of those men in the near future wins a world title shot. And I'm not talking two, three years. I'm talking about less than a year. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be the world championship. It could be the TNT championship or another championship that they debut. As long as they have, they can make this feud mean something. You know, this is a feud that they're going to start, go back to later on, and then finish later on. Kind of like CM Punk and MJF. <sighs> so... It's it's interesting. It's interesting. But, because, you know, I was hoping we got the Swerve and Lee tag. You know, they're the tag champs, right? 
Well, we're not getting that. We're not even going to get a lick of that, people. That's the sad part. <laughs> um, then um, Moxley, you know, after the Battle Royale, they did an um, interview with him. He said, Mom, love you, Mom. <laughs> I, I popped for it for some odd reason. I was just like, I guess that's something I would say. I, I don't, people, I don't know. I'm a weird I'm a weird guy, I guess. Um, the new All-Atlantic Championship has been debuted. It will officially be debuted in AEW Forbidden Door, right? Forbidden Door, which is at the end of this month, where there will be a fatal four-way to determine the new, the inaugural AEW All-Atlantic Championship. It's beautiful, people. Really is it's a beauty. It really, really is a beauty. Um, I was surprised. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting a a reveal. I know at some point, at some point we had to get to it. I just wasn't expecting it now, and this is why. This is why I wasn't expecting it just right at this moment. Um. I'm about to announce to you AEW's pay-per-view schedule for the next uh, few months. Um, what once? Okay. So, we just got finished with AEW Double or Nothing. AEW Road Rager is this Wednesday. Then we have Forbidden Door at the end of the month. June 26th. Then we have AEW Fighter Fest. There still has not been a, a date announced to that, but that will be happening. Oh, let's not forget about AEW Blood and Guts, which will be after the Forbidden Door pay-per-view that Wednesday, following Wednesday. And then we have AEW Fight for the Fallen in July as well. Then we have AEW All Out in September. And I, I mean, what this full schedule of pay-per-views, Shows or just pay-per-views. I wouldn't be surprised for AEW to put one in August as well. <sighs> I would not be surprised, people. So, you know, it, it's packed. It's 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 packed, people. It's packed. They got... <laughs> you know, and after AEW Double or Nothing, I was telling myself, I was like, man, I can't, can't wait for Forbidden Door, but... Yeah, Road Rager this Wednesday night. So uh it's going it's gonna be real good. It's gonna be very, very good. Um let's see. So that happens. Um Pac defeated Buddy. It was a very, very good match. Damn, damn it. Uh, you you can't ask for anything more. Them them guys really worked their asses off. Um to get where they're at, and uh, Pac advances to the next round. Pac advances to the next round, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Osprey is on AEW Dynamite. That's right. Um, FTR and Trump Beretta were talking. You know, they're talking about the the title match they had not so long ago, where uh, Jay Lethal and his boy and his his boys. His two two other Stooges, 
uh, stuck their nose in something that they didn't belong in. Uh, so Trent, you know, was saying, you know, that, uh, that he deserves, him and his team deserve a rematch against FTR. FTR came out, said, you know, I agree with you. Um, and then Will Ospreay came out, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Will Ospreay and the United Empire attack FTR and Trent Beretta. Um, I thought this was very, very good. I thought this was very, very, very good. Um, the fact that they're pulling out all the stops for Forbidden Door. Like, I see somebody comment. There was like, you know, if you keep saying Forbidden Door, you're taken away from the, you know, the whole thing of it. And it was it was, it was just fuck, so fucking stupid. It's like, dude, like, it's literally the fucking pay-per-view. And fuck it, let it get taken away. Like, I'm still gonna be fucking 80. Waiting for WWE to open their forbidden door. But the only thing, all, all, um, the only thing WWE fans are gonna tell me is that Mickey James, the Impact Women's Champion, was on uh, at the Royal Rumble. So, in 2021, uh, sorry, 2022. So. That's what I get for the forbidden door. <laughs> um, now, nah, I wish WWE would do some stuff like this, man. Oh, my God. It would help them. It would, it would definitely help them a lot. Um, I, th- I think it would help them tremendously. If WWE were to allow that forbidden door to be open. Oh, fuck yeah. WWE would be on a whole nother fucking level. They'd be on a whole nother fucking level. They'd be on the AEW level. But the problem is, like I said, they don't allow themselves to to do stuff like that. Like imagine Okada versus Roman Reigns or uh, Will Ospreay versus uh versus Seth Rollins, right? Uh you could fucking have uh Jay White versus Finn Balor. Like, these are some great fucking matches, you know? Um, but, like I say, and I continue to say, WWE will never allow it. Unless somebody takes over for Vince, once Vince is done, WWE, Vince, McMahon, none of them will ever allow something like this to happen. And it's it's the truth, it's, and, you know, it is what it is. You know, for some people, it's like, oh, this fucking sucks. I like, I want to see Roman Reigns in AEW, right? <laughs> uh, people. But uh, for me, it's like, you know, whatever. I mean, we get it on in, on the all, all the other promotions. So, it is what it is. We just got Will Ospreay, right, appearing on AEW television. Like, if you thought Jay White... Appearing on AEW television was fucking crazy. Well, here you go. <laughs> you know, um, Okada, right? Okada got called out, which was very interesting because uh, Hangman Page defeated David Finley. Um, then after the match, Adam Hangman Adam Page 
said said he wants Okada for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, but he just lost that to to to, to Jay White. He lost the title to Jay White, I believe it was Saturday night. Saturday night, um, at the Minion, uh, and it, it, here's the crazy thing about this: like a lot of people just don't comprehend this. Hey man, Adam Page, you know, he's like, I, as of right now, I don't want to, I have my thoughts on the AEW World Championship, but as of right now, I'm not going to get to that. You know, Hangman could have been like, well, you could just give the championship to me, which they could have, but here's the thing. They already had plans of what Hangman Adam Page was going to do for Forbidden Door. Now it's like, well, since we have this these plans for, for Forbidden Door, now we got to make new plans because our champion cannot fucking fight. <laughs> Tanashi's going to be fighting... Uh, Moxie, by the way, at Forbidden Door. Um, like I said, Jay White, Jay White called out uh, um, Adam Cole. He called out Adam Cole, which was, you know, for some people, I already know. Oh, but aren't they? But yeah, well, he's a champion now. Adam Cole said he wants to be IWGP world champion. So now it's going to be very interesting to see where this goes. Um... I, I get I get very entertained, very ecstatic from stuff like this. Um I kept up with that. I didn't watch it this weekend. I was watching boxing and UFC two seventy five. But um I I'd probably just watch it mo- mo- Monday morning. I mean I I, I lo- but I love it all man. I, I watch it all. I love it. I love wrestling. Wrestling's fucking beautiful. You know, for how, for some women, birth, labor is fucking beautiful. Just babies in a room are fucking beautiful. Championships in a room. Wrestlers in a fucking ring. Wrestling. Doing what millions of people love to watch. To me, that's, that's what labor is to me. That's it. (laughs) That's it. Um... Uh, Warlow. Warlow explains why he wasn't in the Battle Royale. He says he wants to fight CM Punk. He doesn't want to be the interim champion. He wants to fight CM Punk one-on-one once he's back healthy. Uh, Warlow also says that he's going after the TNT championship once Scorpio Sky is healthy. So this is going to be very interesting to see. I always said once he was done with MJF, he should go after the TNT Championship. Looks like that's going to happen either at Forbidden Door. I would assume Forbidden Door we get Scorpio Sky versus Warlow. Or maybe they leave it for one of the July pay-per-views. I don't think you hold it it off all the way to All Out. Just because um, once CM Punk comes back, you're going to want to not go right into it, but 
I would assume for AEW Revolution 2023, you're going to do Warlow versus CM Punk for the AEW World Championship. That That's my assumptions. Um, so, next week, we also get... Oh, and for Road Raider, uh, Warlow will be facing 20 security guards for some kind of reason. Some awful God reason. <laughs> um, but next week, Jurassic Express will put the AEW tag team titles on the line against the, the Hardys and the Young Bucks in a ladder match. This is going to be an insane match. This is for Road Rager as well. Jericho versus um, Ortiz. Hair versus hair matches for Road Rager as well. So it's a stack card. Stack card. Um, I believe this can can tear the fucking house down. I think this most likely needs to or will be the main event. But like I said, things could change, man. After that Wednesday episode last week, Tony Khan could have said, yeah, this, the triple threat ladder match will be the main event. Or, but... I mean, they're going to once they say, no, Jericho and Ortiz is going to be the main event. You know what I mean? So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see, but it's going to be a great, a great fucking match. It's going to tear the house down. I mean, when you see Christian Cage and the Hardys interacting and saying, you know, the match that we built that became one of the greatest matches of all time, you know, that, that speaks to you because me as a, at least me as a kid, Watching WWE with my mom and dad, um, I, I remember watching those matches. My wife's never seen those matches. I have showed her those matches before, and even we've talked about it on the podcast. Even like it's, it's surreal. It's unreal. It's unreal. Can't wait to show my son one day. That's how. That's how real. Real, it is for me. Um, so Rosa, uh, defeated Shafir to retain the AEW women's title after the match Shafir attacked Rosa, Tony Storm made the save and, uh, was a little hesitant to get Thunder Rosa back the AEW women's title, even though Tony Storm looks great with the strap. I will say that that doesn't sound right now. Oh God. Tony Storm looks great with the title belt. I'm sorry. Oof. That did not sound right at all, people. Whew. Wow. But no, no. It was a, a great moment. I'm happy to see, you know, Thunder Rosa getting some shine now. That should be very interesting. <laughs> no, it was very good. It was very good. Very. I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, to say the least. Alright, moving on though, um, it was main event time, you had Moxley defeat O'Reilly, physical as they come, man, when you talk, when you want to show a fan, a new fan, somebody that's not even a fan, how physical a match can get in pro wrestling, to show them O'Reilly versus John Moxley. Very good. I enjoyed it. The beginning, it was like, all right, come on, fellas. Let's, let's get going. 
and then they finally did, and they did magic. They did magic. Um, a few questions I did have while watching AEW. Why were there no stars in the Battle Royal? Wardlow was the number one contender. But they switched him for Moxley. This, what this shows me is, either Wardlow is not ready, he doesn't think he's ready and deserves it, or, or, Mox, sorry, not Mox, or, Tony Khan doesn't think the kid's ready yet. I like the idea of another title. I do. I I have no problems when it's coming to bringing in more titles for the business. I have no problem with it at all. No problem with it. As long as you're going to use it, right? As long as you can, you're going to use it. The 24-7 championship in WWE. Right? Let's talk about it. It is used the correct way. 24-7. That title gets defended. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. No matter where you are. No matter where you're staying. If you're fucking. If you're just laying. If you're just sleeping. It does not matter. That title will be defended. Very important to detail that. Same thing with the TNT title. TNT title gets defended a lot. Gets defended a lot. It's not a gimmick championship. It's not. But it is a championship that gets defended. On TNT. And sometimes on TBS. <laughs> but no, no. I uh, think Wardlow would be a great champion. I do think that. He could be one of the best that AEW has had. Um, I'm obviously a big Wardlow fan. Love it. Ever since the turn. He's, he's gotten me connected. He has me hooked. Like Hookhausen. Right? I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying what AEW is giving us with Wardlow. Not only with Wardlow, with most of the superstars. I mean, 100% of the superstars on that roster. They have something to show for. You can't say that about, about the other company. No Randy. No Cody. Roman's a part-timer, right? Here we go. Sasha Naomi might not come back. And WWE has failed to, to build new stars. Because they're always fucking relying on them old prime. Them old, 
old guy is getting ready to stretch their back out one more time for a WWE paycheck, but can't lace some of these young guys' boots. Some of the young guys couldn't lace their boots back when they were in their prime, but the the realest thing I've ever said tonight, it's that enough is enough. WWE has to build stars. You don't release them. You teach them, right? Think about that. You don't release them. You teach them. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Something has to change. In the WWE landscape, something has to change. Yes, you got Riddle, right? Yeah, he's he's great. You have Priest, he's great. You have Finn, he is fucking great. But who else do you have? Breaker? Is Breaker going to do it for you? Are you going to call him up as he is the NXT champion? How about D'Angelo? Hmm? I know one guy that will do it for you. And you can call him up right now. Carmelo Hayes, Trick, I got a few others, Solo Sokoa will not, as of this moment, push that needle, but Cameron Grimes will, oh yeah, Cameron Grimes will, will do it 100%, maybe you re, redo the characters of T-Bar, right? can't remember the other one's name. Maybe you put Shanky, Gender, and uh, Veer back together. Destructible. You can build Gender up to main roster status again. You could take one of the titles off of Roman Reigns or both. It really doesn't matter. You can have Brock Lesnar return. John Cena's returning. At the end of this month, why not Brock Lesnar, right? Um, But it still won't be enough. And that's a fact. Oh, man, that was great. So we move on to SmackDown, ladies and gentlemen. Drew and Sheamus ended it in a DQ. It was a good match. The result, not so much. Unless... There will be a great ending or a great fucking story. So you look at this two ways. Both of them can be in the money. Because the, it was a qualifying match for the money in the bank ladder match. Both of them are in the money in the bank ladder match. Or the two men are going to throw down. And you open up SmackDown with this beautiful beautiful from WWE I I mean maybe change Butch's name back to Pete Dunn well let him wear the singlet you right and uh go on Raw and tear, tear tear havoc or stay on Smackdown and tear up some things have Pete Dunn versus Walter again let's go <laughs> uh Lacey Evans uh defeated Zia Lee uh, Viking Raiders deserve better. Um, they they showed a video package of them 
looks like they're returning back to the main roster. I know they were in NXT for a little bit. Um, don't know what happened to them because I stopped watching NXT, obviously. But, um, yeah, I, I'm hoping they're doing all right. Um, they deserve a title run. They deserve a title run, man. Um, a lot of guys do right now, just like a lot of people deserve a universal championship, a WWE World Heavyweight Championship run. They do deserve that. They do. Um, I like what I've seen from Shotzi, right? I like what I've seen from her and her match against Ronda Rousey. Rousey did defeat Shotzi, but, you know, Shotzi looked real good. She looked real good in that match. I was happy it was not a squash match. A lot of these times, WWE brings out these young, the, the young talents. All right, go, 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 go face to face with the champ. You're going to have a match, three minutes, bang, bang, boom. Let the champ destroy you one, two, three, it's over. That did not happen this time. I was very, 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 very surprised. Like, I was sh fucking shocked. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. this match is actually, uh, what, 10, 15 minutes? You know? But it was very good. Very good. Um, but after the match, uh, Natalia attacks Rousey. Um, Gunther defeated Ricochet to win the Intercontinental Championship. Congratulations to Gunther. Very good for him. I, th I was very happy. Um, I thought Ricochet's reign sh uh, was definitely coming to an end just on Friday. Um, there was no reason for Ricochet to be IC champion again. That's it. You're done. You won it before Mania. I believe like two, three weeks before WrestleMania, or maybe a w the same week of Mania. I know it was on the SmackDown though. He won it, and uh, yeah, that's it. You had it. you had a pretty good reign as the Intercontinental Champion. Enough is enough. Riddle, Riddle defeated Sami Zayn. Great fucking match. Great fucking match. The Usos attack Riddle after the match, though. Riddle takes out Usos with the Kendall stick. Thought it was very good. I did. I did. I thought it was very good from Riddle. I thought it was very good from Usos, Sami Zayn, Paul Heyman, the commentators on, on SmackDown. Um, I thought it was very good from all, from everybody. You know, um, obviously now Riddle gets to face the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. On SmackDown next week for the for the WWE Universal World Heavyweight Championship. Because um, supposedly Roman Reigns isn't going to be at Money in the Bank. But you see, if he's not going to be at Money in the Bank, you got to start building other people. And while you're doing that, at least if he's not going to be at a pay-per-view, yes, have him defend at a SmackDown, a Raw. You know, um, so I don't have a problem with it. I I did. Chris has sent me it. He, Chris sent me a, I guess, uh, it's being reported. Roman won't be at Money in the Bank. So I'm looking, I'm like, oh, Jesus. And then, um, once that happened, I was like, okay. So I, I'm looking at this post real weird. I'm like, and then it's, it's starting to appear everywhere. And I'm just like, all right, this is real. And then um, after Riddle won on SmackDown this past week, you know, 
But, like, next week, Reigns versus Riddle. I'm like, okay, for the championships. I'm like, okay, I, I'm not mad at that. That I'm not mad at. We're obviously going to get Roman at the big pay-per-views. But there will be some pay-per-views that he doesn't necessarily need to be. Right? But as double champ, I feel like he should be. But, hey, who am I, right? I think the the big thing for me is... As long as you're summer, you're at SummerSlam, Survivor Series, WrestleMania. What's the other one? Survive Royal Rumble. As long as you're in those, you don't got a problem with me. Don't give a fuck. Ah, <laughs> uh, then we move on to AEW Rampage. Eddie Kingston defeated Jack Hager. Pretty good opening match. Um, Kingston does need help walking walking off after the match. You know, he he asked for assistance, which was very, very weird. I don't know if he was just selling or if this is something that is that really happened. That really happened. Um, was it an injury that happened during the match? Before the match, you know, everybody's been getting injured recently. So please knock on wood. Stay safe. Say some prayers. Because <sighs> wrestling's too beautiful for a lot of these great, great fucking athletes to be out. Um, Bert Baker has a problem with Tony Storm touching the AEW title. She has a problem with it. Bert Baker also says, you know, she might be coming after that AEW championship very, very soon. I wouldn't mind to face Jamie Hayter. Like, I was looking like at all three women. Rebel, uh, Britt Baker, and Jamie Hayter. And Jamie Hayter, out of most of them, looks like a baby face. Like, she looks like a baby face. Like, she's just like... Like, Rebel and Britt Baker are doing the DMD thing. Jamie Hayter was just smiling at the camera. Like, I was like, oh, shit. She's just smiling at the camera. Is she gonna punch Brett next? Like, like I don't. I, I see face in her. I see a face churn in her. Not okay. Whatever. Um, Saddam Singh and Jay Lethal defeated some jobbers. Then attacked them after the show. I mean, after the match, not <laughs> not after the show. People, that would be fucking terrible. Um, and then Hookhausen is fucking great. They, they they bought some cars. They, um, like these golf carts. It was great. It was great. Hookhausen, that tag team, it's worth a million bucks. Hands down. Um, Statlander defeated Red Velvet. Thought it was a above average match. Um, on the borderline above average good match. Um stories are better in wrestling. Point blank. If you if there's no stories in wrestling, if there's no history between the two competitors, it fucking sucks. Alright? Maybe, you know. Yeah, you're gonna have some matches that they don't have history. They don't have a story behind it. But if you don't eventually get to that thing, that story, the history, then it fucking sucks. 
Um, Hogan Clark giving Velvet uh, attacks Statlin during the NJ. Athena tries to make the save, but Russ holds her back. Stokely waving to Athena. If you have not seen that, go back and watch AEW Rampage. Go to the ending of Velvet, uh, Velvet versus Statlander, and you'll see it. Stokely waving to Athena is fucking great. Like, if, if you want to talk about heelish fucking shit, that is what heels fucking do. They get under your fucking skin. Um, hell of a promo from Ethan Page to Miro. I thought that was very, very good. Um, and then FTR and Trump Beretta defeated United Empire. Great match. I don't think it was the right move, though. I don't think it's the right move, though. And this is why. United Empire. It's their debut match on AEW television. And you're going to have them lose to FTR and Trent. You're possibly going to have a rematch at Forbidden Door. I don't know. I don't know. I just... I don't think I would have FTR and Trent beat United Empire in their first match on AEW. I would not have done that. Hopefully... The feud isn't over. Like, hopefully this isn't just a one and done thing. Hopefully they continue this. And, you know, this little saga. Hopefully, though. Um, hear a lot of people saying it's bad for AEW to think that they're done with MJF. I don't necessarily agree with that. They're fucking working you, people. They're working you. They they want you to think you know MJF is done right, he he's taken off of everything right and uh, I I mean I wouldn't have him return to maybe Forbidden Door, you could do Forbidden Door I mean I wouldn't have I wouldn't have him or maybe Blood and Guts, but I'm not having him return these next two weeks, I'm not having him return for Road Rager. Or the next one. I want people to wait. I want people to miss MJF. Make them think, damn, this show is different because of MJF. Even though they really won't say... They won't necessarily necessarily say the show is bad because of MJF. But what they will say is... MJF... With, with no MJF on AEW television. It does feel weird. They will say that. They will say that. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the show. Ladies and ladies and gentlemen, who went up and who went down this week? Well, well, well. Ladies and gentlemen, who went down this week? Hmm, would have to be Tony Khan. Tony, you go down this week because you switched the real number one contender, Warlow, out to number two, so you could put John Moxley in there, where I just would have had the whole goddamn roster fighting a battle royal to see who really is the number one contender. You see what I did there, Tony? And who went up this week? Who went up this week would have to be would have to be Riddle. Riddle earning uh making fun of the Miz's tiny balls.
and um, earning himself a number one contender spot at um, a Roman Reigns' championships is very, very good. Very good. Um, and show of the week. Show of the week. Uh, show of the week is going to go to Monday Night Raw, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. Monday Night Raw wins it this week. I thought Monday Night Raw was better, was very, very good. It hasn't been this good in a very long time. Maybe it has to do with the whole thing with Judgment Day. Maybe it has to do with Matt Riddle versus Roman Reigns next week as well. I mean, there, there was a lot of good things, even though it didn't happen on Raw. Riddle is a Raw superstar. And you can, you can really say Roman is too. But I, I, I wouldn't go that far. But you can do whatever you want, though. You know, um, but I thought Raw was good. We had that. We had Rhea, you know, Rhea becoming the new number one contender. I thought that was very good. You know, you getting, you getting basically the yes for Oscar versus Becky Lynch to continue. Um, there, there was, there were so many things. So many things that happened on Raw. Um, I mean the 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 riddle in Miz and Maurice uh segment that was fucking amazing. Um trying to see was there anything there was a, I mean there was a whole bunch of stuff that happened. Like the Usos versus Street Profits, we got that. Thought that was very good as well. So, you know a lot of things played their parts. So I gotta give it a raw this week. If I had to, though, two, three, four, okay, there were six shows this week that I watched. I would say NXT in, NXT in your house, six. I think, I think um, SmackDown would be five. Um, AW Rampage would be four. Uh, Hell in the Cell would be three. Matter of fact, no. AEW Dynamite would be three. Hell in the Cell would be two. Raw would be one. So that's what I would go with for shows of the week. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Now to end the the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is the chosen one, the father, the son, the husband. Three, two, one. The podcaster, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Mark Cologne on the Mark Cologne Wrestling Podcast. And I will see you guys next week. Goodbye.